0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Happiest Hour podcast. This is your host, Kaylin Patel. Today, we have a really, really special guest. But before we introduce her, I just want to say thank you so much for all of the support that I've received so far. Um, We have gotten this podcast onto Apple Podcasts and Spotify and so many of you guys have subscribed and said that you're really liking the content so far. So again, thank you so much and please do make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. I really enjoy making these episodes for you and want to keep putting them out in the next couple weeks and months and see kind of where this goes. But for today's episode, we have Emily Smith. She is a really good friend of mine. We have been friends for many, many years now, and we're going to talk all about her being an entrepreneur, her being a fitness instructor, and kind of where her journey has led her so far. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to say hello?
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Um, so Emily, to start off, let's do our mood of the day. So that's one word to describe how you're feeling today um, and kind of talk about why you want I'll start um, my mood for the day I would pick um, motivated as the word um, it's been really rainy today but we had a virtual run that we were able to do through my other job that I work and so I got out there in the rain um, pushed myself really hard it was one of the longest runs I've ever done and so I was really excited about that um, so I think even though it's rainy and I want to sit in bed all day today the word is motivated Emily your turn what about you
1: say mine is accomplished because it is one o'clock so like it's kind of late in the day but I coached a class this morning like a virtual class for my gym I got out and did some errands for work and I played with my cat I cooked a couple of meals I feel like I got a lot done today even though I really haven't done like I haven't really gotten out and done that much stuff I feel like I've gotten important things done
0: Look at that. I think we're very much on the same page today, which is awesome because it's Memorial Day weekend and you would think it's just kind of like a vacation kind of weekend. But with the rain and being kind of stuck inside, it's just been, I think, a little bit more time to relax, but also get stuff done. So I think we're very much on the same page with our moods Um, to start us off. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your background, kind of who are you? And then we'll get started into more of the interview portion. So take it away.
1: All right, Uh, my name's Emily, which we already went over, but um, I'm 24, I'm from New Jersey, but I'm living in Philly. Um, I went to Penn, so I ended up just staying here. And I coach part-time as a weightlifting coach and um, CrossFit coach and like general fitness instructor. And I also own my own business called Emily Tie Dyes, which is exactly what it sounds like, just a tie dye company um, where I upcycle vintage clothing and some modern stuff as well. And I have a cat named Remy and she's so cute and she's hiding under the bed right now. And that's, that's my, that's me, I guess.
0: That's perfect. Um, Do you want to tell everybody about our relationship, kind of how we met to give a little bit of context?
1: Yeah. I first met Kay when we were in, we were both in high school, I think. Or no, I was in college. I had just gone to college and I came home and I was going to CrossFit Clue in Somerset, New Jersey. And I was taking class at, noon with Kaylin's mom. And then um, I think it was when you and Tyler were taking like the the, like high school class that they were running. And I like met you through there because your mom introduced us. And then it kind of just like took off from there. And that must have been in like 2015 or 2014. I don't remember what year, but like around there
0: yeah it was a really really long time ago i think it was like the early parts of high school because me and you were about two years apart um and so i think it was like early high school for me and you were you had come home from college yeah it's kind of crazy how we met and my mom always says like oh my gosh i'm so happy you guys are friends but it all started with me and i'm like i know but yeah i did. think we through crossfit and emily was always someone i looked up to because she seemed really independent and she was super motivated and really wanted to get into fitness and I was kind of a little bit newer to CrossFit style workouts, too. So she really motivated me. And then we stayed in touch all through when she was in college. And then when I went to college and I can't believe I just graduated college. So we have known each other for a really, really long time. We've taken a couple. We've done some trips together, um, so it's been really fun. But, Emily, let's talk about your college experience that you just mentioned. Tell us kind of your journey through college, the kind of cool things that you got to do in traveling, transferring um and then kind of post grad life and what's that been like
1: yeah so i originally went to the university of miami in florida and i kind of just went there like i didn't really know what i was doing when i got when i was looking at colleges mostly because i was so i have an older brother but he was recruited for baseball so he, we didn't really do the whole college search with him so i kind of just like applied to random places and then decided that miami would be fun and i went there and was like oh i don't want to be here so the second I got there I knew I didn't want to be there so I started um, like looking out to where I could apply to transfer and so many schools don't take first year mid-year transfers they take sophomore transfers so I went home and I was like what am I going to do with my life I took a semester of community college online while doing an internship and then I applied to When I first applied to college, I had applied to like 16 schools. And when I applied to transfer, I applied to like 12. So it wasn't even that much less. Um, And I ended up getting into Penn and I was like, well, I'll go there. That makes sense. So I went to Penn um, and I was not really like huge into like on campus stuff. At this point I was like really obsessed with CrossFit. So I was making sure that I was like at the gym every single day Um, and I was going to the gym CrossFit gym down the street from Penn um, every morning from like 5 45 till 9 45 and then I would go to class until 6 and I would do it every day and I for the life of me don't know how I did that and um, then midway through I wanted to go abroad so I went to Australia for a year and same thing I was like it's so important that I find a CrossFit gym and that was one of the main reasons why I went there because CrossFit is very big in Australia and I had the choice to either go to Oxford for the year or to Melbourne and I was like, oh, the closest gym in Oxford is four miles from the school so I can't do that. So um, looking back, that probably wasn't my best decision but I um, ended up being in Australia for a year and then came back, finished my degree at Penn and then stayed here. Um, I was working at Lululemon all through college And then I was like, I have to stop doing this because um, I've graduated and I should probably look to get a job that is going to further my career. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was just like playing around with tie dye one day and I posted it on my story on my Instagram and a bunch of people messaged me and asked for it. um, And if I can make more and I started selling it and then I made an Instagram just for that. And it kind of blew up overnight basically and it was like a full time job i was like putting in like 12 hours a day to fill orders and it was just me and it still is basically just me with a couple people helping me here and there um and yeah it was crazy it kind of everything that i feel like has happened has been like oh i guess i'll just like i'll do i'll do that like when i started doing crossfit i was at an internship and It happened to be next to Clue and they were like, oh, you should try CrossFit. And I was like, okay. And then it was like my whole life. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'll just like go to Penn. And then I was like, okay. And everything was just like, I guess I'll do this. And then it turned into like a huge thing that I wasn't expecting that was going to happen.
0: I think sometimes the best things come from just being spontaneous or just take saying yes and i think you do a really good job of just saying yes to really cool opportunities i want to dive into emily tie-dyes though um, which is the business that you created i think it's so amazing that at your age you've been able to create a business go through all the steps to actually make it a real business and not just, you know, like an Instagram account um, and kind of how you've made it blow up so far into a full-time gig. So can you tell us about the process of what it was like to start your own business, um, the steps that you took to make it grow and market it, and then also what it's like being your own boss at your age and living in Philadelphia and kind of managing your time. What's that all like?
1: Yeah. So I, um, when it first started, I was, I think I realized that I needed to make, make it into a legitimate business like very early on. I think in the first day that I had made an Instagram account, I had sold like 20 something sweatshirts in one day. And I was like, oh, this seems like sketchy of me to just be like accepting payments through Venmo and like transferring large sums of money to my bank account every like four or five days. So I was like, I have to do something so I don't get in trouble later on down the line. So early on, I would say like in the first month, I... um was applying to have like a business like a corporation under my name um, which actually is not that big of a process it's just you go through whatever state you're in and you usually have to apply through your maybe through your city through your state and then sometimes federally so um the business is registered in Pennsylvania and so I just started that immediately also so I could do like you can get business accounts for like PayPal and other things and so I did that and then honestly it was just about like for rating my Instagram with like, follow this, follow this, and like to the point where people like couldn't ignore it. And I kept posting about it and kept posting about it. And then this one girl, her name's Sam Schwartz. She runs PHL Food Instagram, which is a food blog in Philly. Um and she reached out to me and she was like, "Oh my God, I love your sweatshirts. They're so cute. And from the beginning, I had to think like, starting a business, you have to think that there are going to be some losses financially but also they're going to be gains in certain ways so I was thinking like I'll give her a sweatshirt in like and then if I give her something like we'll do some sort of like symbiotic relationship or she posts for me or something and that could like help me grow my my brand and so I give her a champion sweatshirt and she was like oh by the way it's my two-year anniversary for my page like you should come to this party I'm throwing and I go to this party there's like it's at her apartment complex. complexes on the roof and there's like newscasters there that are like that she's friends with and owners of huge businesses in philly and it was just like a really cool networking event where i just like got to meet all these people who are huge and like and influential in like the philadelphia fitness scene and food scene and all this stuff and so i go to that and then she said we should do a giveaway together so we do a giveaway where like I posted a picture of her wearing an eagle sweatshirt I made and then, uh, or a champion sweatshirt and a hat or something like that. And overnight I got like 2000 followers from it and I got, um, I think we had like 3000 plus entries in the contest. Um, And from there it kind of blew up and I started wholesaling from 47 brands to get my products. And I started like, being a legitimate business. And then one day I, and I'm and i just answering emails and like DMs from people to, to like or, place orders. And then one day I get a DM from a random account and this girl's like, Hi, I'm the top buyer for South Moon Under. I was wondering if you wanted to like work together to do um, an order with us. And so I did this pop up event for them and then I just started to become one of the regular vendors. And so my stuff went from like just being dropped off in Philly and like shipped out places to being all up and down the East coast in South Moon under stores. And then in stores that are small boutiques in Philly um, and kind of like throughout there and had baseball really not gotten canceled this year because of COVID, my stuff was going to be in stadiums, but that's taken a little bit of a backseat because, you know, the global pandemic and all that. Um, And so basically it was just like constantly posting about it and like, throwing it in people's faces until they're like, oh, I guess like I'll look at that and I'll buy that and I'll do this and just always interacting with my followers and always like being very on top of answering emails and messages and realizing that when you start a business, if you're the only one doing it, you ha- you're have you the only one who's gonna do the work. So some days I would be working from 7 a.m. until like 1 a.m. And that was just like, it's not gonna get done if I don't do it. And that's kind of how it got to where it is now.
0: You mentioned um, something really interesting about the hours that you're working. I think I have never been my own boss, so I don't really know what that's like. And this podcast is honestly the first like sort of project that I've taken on where I want to grow it myself. So what is it like being your own boss? Do you set your own hours? Do you work from your bed? How does that all work? How do you stay motivated and how do you stay on top of everything when you're kind of controlling your own hours and controlling your own business? So at
1: first it was like it was also exciting to do everything. So I would like wanna work all the time. Um, And then it would get to the point where like my dad would be like, it's 1130 and you've been on your computer all day, like you should probably stop doing that. Um, And it's like, I had to like tell myself, I don't have to answer an email at 1am. Like just because someone sent me an email in the middle of the night or someone messaged me overnight, I don't have to get up and respond to it immediately. Like there are hours that I should be working and hours where I shouldn't be. And so I was saying, like, because I, I at this point, I was starting to go to the gym in the morning again. Um, and so I would get home by, like, 7. And so I'd say I want to eat breakfast, drink coffee, and be ready to work by 9. And so every day after a while, my work days would start at 9. And then I would try to, like, get everything done by around 5 or 6. If it went a little bit over, it went a little bit over. But I got into a group of, like, what daily things had to be done to keep it running, and then what things I just, I need to prioritize, and what things I'm like, okay, I don't have to do that right this second. Um, but it, it does like, it's it's very easy from the beginning to see how, if I had stayed on that path of working all the time, I would have definitely burnt out way sooner than like, than I would want to. Because it was like crazy hours and I couldn't go out with my friends because I was like, I can't, I have to do this. And the only day I could like really give myself off was Sunday because I couldn't go to the post office. I really can't like have meetings with people on those days. So And a lot of things were closed. So that was the only time where I could like really not work. And so I tr- had to try to like get myself into the groove of being like, you're going to work Monday through Friday. Sometimes we'll do things on Saturday, but don't do things on Sunday. You don't have to answer emails immediately. Um, But it is really hard because when you're excited about something and it's like yours, you want to be working on it all the time, but, and then you don't want anyone to help you. You're like, I want it to be all mine. but sometimes you have to be like, okay, that's not like ideal for if every business operated like that, every business would fail. So it's like figuring out how you can balance it, but also how you can like keep moving forward.
0: Do you have any horror stories of things going absolutely wrong and it's kind of hard to let anybody else take the fall for it? Because it's all you like any kind of crazy stories that you've had um, in your experience so far with Emily tie-dyes?
1: I just have seen mistakes that I've made. Like at the beginning, I would I was always so nervous to like. Say no to people, even if people would say like, oh, could you come deliver this to me? It, like I live in Conshohocken, which is like a 35 minute drive and I'd be like, yeah, sure. And it's like, that's so not worth my time. But I would like go out and like do these crazy things for people who are buying like a t-shirt and it's not even like someone's buying this huge order. I'm just like, no, it's okay. I don't have to ship it. like I'll deliver it to you. And like things that I could have been doing way, different I could have been doing it way differently and I could have just been thinking like yes I'll lose a little bit of money shipping it but I'll save so much time and my brother tried to stop me so many times he was like your time is worth something stop like going on these like huge adventures for one person it's not worth it and so I I would always like I was I always like got nervous that people were going to like think I was rude if I didn't answer them immediately and do everything they asked of me but that's like I can say no, but I I have a problem with being like, no, I can't do that. So I would just like go above and beyond for every single person. And sometimes that would like end up with me wasting an entire day to deliver like one t-shirt to somebody.
0: I feel like that's really reflective of how I've known you for the entire friendship that we've had of you really do go above and beyond for people and um, sometimes it is hard to say no. So do you have any advice for people kind of in our age group or even older that have an idea and want it to become a business do you have any advice for those you know new entrepreneurs of how to get a business running and how to make it successful like yours
1: yeah i would say you have to be extremely committed to it like i have a friend who has been talking about wanting to start her own like leggings company and you have to i told her i'm like you have to commit your whole life to it. Because she's like, oh, I'll probably work on it like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I was like, oh, that's definitely not enough time. Like you have to set aside a bunch of time for it and know that you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of other stuff to get it going. Um, And then also just like have a lot of people in your inner circle who, not a lot, but have like people in your inner circle who you can bounce ideas off of and that you know won't like try to steal them from you, which is like a bratty thing to say. But once I started this there were a lot of people that like immediately after try to do the exact same thing and it's like you have to be careful with who you share your ideas with just because people could kind of like pop up out of nowhere and be like oh what a good idea and then like 30 seconds later we're doing the exact same thing as you um and this sucks but like you have to have connections in like the right places. Like I wouldn't have been able to wholesale from 47 brand or champion without having the connections to do so. So researching beforehand, before you like make these grand steps in starting a business to see if you can like actually make it work. Cause you could, it, it takes one thing to have like a really great idea, but to actually follow through with it and have a plan is really important. And so when I started it, my dad made me have business meetings with him every single week. And we wrote a business plan and every week we would go over like the numbers and everything I did and he would say, does this align with your business plan? Does it make sense? And like going forward, will you do X, Y, and Z again? Or will you change what you did? And like keeping, having someone keep you on the right path the whole time, because it's very easy to veer off of it to just like do things that you think will help it, but you might not be in the right mindset or you might not know like what's going to help it in the long run.
0: I think That's really, really good advice. I definitely took some nuggets for there as well to kind of help me start growing my brand and with this podcast. So thank you, Emily. But to transition, you are a woman that wears many different hats. And the other hat that you wear that you mentioned earlier is being a CrossFit instructor, being a fitness instructor, working at a weightlifting gym, doing it on your own. But also, like you said, just this morning, you were coaching a class. So can you tell us a little bit about the CrossFit and fitness world? What is that like? And kind of myth bust for us some things that you've seen as a coach that do work and that don't work. I think a lot of people right now are trying to get back into fitness, especially with some more time on our hands and in quarantine, I know I am. So just tell us about that world. Tell us about your experience and what's worked for you and what hasn't.
1: Yeah, I, um, I'm like an all or nothing type of person, which has been like a negative for me, but also sometimes a positive. I um never worked out growing up. Like, I mean, I played sports, but then when I was in high school, I like didn't work out at all when I was in college going into college. I didn't work out at all. And then when I started CrossFit, I was like obsessed with it because it was fun. And that's like the number one thing that matters to me when working out. I'm like, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it because like what a waste of my time. I would be so miserable if I would just go to the gym and like walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes and be like, I'm having the worst time. Like I I just don't find any like purpose in that. So when I started CrossFit, I absolutely fell in love with it. But then immediately I was doing way too much. Like I was, I remember I was going to Clue at like 9.30 every day in the summer and like doing weightlifting workouts, then the workout of the day, then like a sweat workout after that. Like I was there for like five hours and I wanted to work there. I wanted to like do everything I could. And then I was like burning out so fast. And then I wanted to like, do all these diet plans to get really skinny. And I dropped so much weight. And I was like, what am I doing? And then it's like taken a long time for me to find a balance where I'm like working out and having fun. And then like, still bettering myself and not going too crazy on either extreme. And I remember like, when I started weightlifting, I like committed my whole life to it. And I was lifting for three hours a day alone in the gym at 5am. And I was so like, so committed to it. But I was like, I wasn't going out at all because I didn't want to eat badly or drink or do anything that would like jeopardize like my growth in the sport. And I was like too much, like too obsessed with it. And I find that a lot of people are like so obsessed with it where they have this like horrible relationship with like working out because it's like a punishment because they have to work out or else they like, can't eat for the day or they can't like do anything else before they finish working out. And it's like, I've learned that. I want to like have fun when I work out. And that's why I love CrossFit because it's like a community surrounding it, which I think you can find anywhere. Like I have friends who work at Orange Theory who feel the same way that like, as long as their gym is like, they have a community of people there that are supportive of them. Um, and so once I started doing CrossFit, I knew that I wanted to like work in that industry somehow. So I got my level one in 2016, I think. Um, and then when I moved to Australia, the gym owners there asked if I wanted to coach and I was like, absolutely, that would be so fun. So I started coaching for the first time abroad and I coached there for a year and then I came back and I worked at a gym over the summer and then I came to Philly. And after. I don't even know what I was doing, but like one night I was just like looking on LinkedIn and I found an ad, like I was looking up CrossFit gyms that were hiring in the area and I found an ad for open box which is the gym that I work at in South Philly and I applied at like like 11:30 at night and then I heard back from them a couple of days later went in did an interview shadowed a couple classes and then from there I was just on the schedule I think every gym does this they're like oh we'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m because if you're like actually committed to work there they're like we'll see you like bright and early and I was like okay great so I was there at 5 a.m shadowing classes And i've been there for a year and a half now and i absolutely love it it's like the my favorite gym that i've been a part of um and i coach olympic weightlifting crossfit and boot camp which is all different types of skill levels and all different types of classes but i just love like making this one part of people's day so just like an hour of working out like the best part of their day and it's such like an apparent thing when you go to a crossfit gym that everyone loves being there for the most part and that that's like their bright spot in their day and it's so encouraging to see like a shift in in society now where people are like really focusing on their health and they're making it like a fun part of their day not like a dreaded part of their day where they go into their basement and like work out alone it's like a very communal thing um, and it's cool because growing up I never thought about like girls lifting weights or anything I was always like oh well, I have to like go on hour-long runs if I want to be like skinny and I have to I can't touch weights because I'll get really bulky and now I'm like obsessed with lifting weights and obsessed with being strong and not more not as much as of like focused on what my body looks like but more like what my body can do. And that's why I like love this part of fitness. And it's especially now where people are trying to like get back into fitness because we've got so much time on our hands. I think it's really important to like be in this field so I can help people not go on those like five hour runs because they feel like it's the only way they can get healthy. So it's been really cool, but I love it. And I like couldn't imagine my life without it.
0: You mentioned some really amazing things and some anecdotes that I could share too. So one about having gyms be communal. It's kind of crazy to think that a gym, like a CrossFit gym that I randomly stumbled upon ended up creating friendships like ours. So I think it did make my experience of working out for you know the first time at a gym like that i had always been like a sport athlete sort of girl so being at a gym where all of a sudden i had to touch a barbell for the first time was intimidating but it's people like emily and those friendships that you make that made me excited to go but the other thing that you mentioned i think is really important to talk about is having that like healthy relationship with working out and food and i know you've tried a lot of different workouts a lot of different diet plans a lot of different gyms can you kind of talk about the things that you see that people make a lot of mistakes about that make it so unhealthy and kind of what's been working for you? Like, how do you stay healthy? Um, and kind of, what what do you think is the right way to go about staying fit, staying healthy and taking care of your body?
1: Yeah, I first, when I started CrossFit, I was doing RP Strength, which is a, a very, not very strict, but it's like a very regimented food program. And I went from like, I don't know, 155 pounds, like 129 pounds where I was like way too light. And then I did, I had a nutritionist and I went back to RP and had a nutritionist there. And then now I have a nutritionist who is more so focused on like the holistic aspect of food. And so I have a check-in with her every week and it'll be like, how are you feeling? What are three things you did really well this week? Not even related to food. Like what are like three bright spots from your week? Like, how's your energy level? How are you, how's your sleep? Like, looking at the whole picture instead of being like what did you eat this week and like what were your workouts i think a lot of people focus on like doing really long workouts all the time and then once they work out they measure how much they can eat in regards to how much they work out which is something i used to do also which is the thing that rp kind of like put into my head because they you rate your days on like light medium or hard workouts and then you eat in a, like accordance to that and i think like my body was in a caloric deficit for so long that my metabolism was so messed up. And I see a lot of my friends doing that where they're like, Oh yeah, I'm like, I want to eat this many calories a day. And I get so nervous and like sad when I hear people like counting calories or like being so focused on like what they ate for the day and like being upset with themselves. Because like, do you want to look back on your life and think like I spent my entire like young adult life, like counting calories and knowing like that, every day i ate 1100 calories or whatever like what a waste like you want to eat like good food that you like and have cupcakes sometimes and whatever but you want to like eat so you have so you feel full and energized throughout the day and that's something i've been trying to work on like eating foods that make me feel good and sometimes that's cupcakes like i bake all the time but more so it's like broccoli and chicken and healthy food but i know there's a gym in philly that was doing this challenge. It was like, um, some sort of nutrition challenge and they're like a legitimate gym in the city. And they were telling people to eat 1100 calories a day. And I was like, how are you doing that? Like, that's so bad. And people like a lot of people just aren't educated on any of any topics related to fitness and health and wellness. And it's so easy to fall into traps to think like oh the less i eat the smaller i'm gonna be but like the less you eat the more you're gonna mess with your body in the long run you should just be eating to live not eating to like look a certain way and it's taken me a long time to not think in that like black or white like everything i eat is good or bad or i'm doing like well with my food or i'm not like there are gray areas and you can just eat to feel good and you'll see a difference when you start to eat better and like you'll you'll have to like work through a lot of things to know what works for you but some people thrive eating 1600 calories a day and running five miles every morning like I'm not one of those people I need to eat more I need to like lift weights to feel better and that's just like taking my time to get there but I just like feel for the people who don't know much and like look on Instagram and see some really skinny girl and they're like, oh, well, she eats like a one head of lettuce a day and that's what I'll do. But it's like you have to educate yourself and learn that there's like way more and not just like one skinny girl on Instagram.
0: Absolutely. I think, especially in like our age group, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people on social media. And then you hear about these certain workout plans or certain um, diets that people are doing. And then you see the results on YouTube or TikTok or all these different places. And then if it doesn't work for you, you kind of get defeated, like you're doing something wrong. So I think I'm slowly starting to learn to how to have a healthy relationship with working out and eating. And also, I feel like when you're in college, Um, For some people it's easier to work out and for some people it's harder to keep a routine I played a sport so for me it was easy to keep working out and staying active but now that I'm graduating and all of a sudden I'm working a nine to five I have to find time to work out and so I'm already so tired at the end of the day if I'm going to hate working out too it's just going to make the whole day miserable so Emily has helped me find some workouts and some uh, given me some advice on how to enjoy the workouts and how to find things that'll work every day but give my body rest so Emily is a fantastic resource, and she'll definitely have to shout out her accounts later to uh, if anybody else has questions. But to kind of transition out of just work, 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 um, tell us a little bit about what you do in your free time, your hobbies, what are some fun things um, that you've been keeping yourself occupied with um, during quarantine?
1: I bake all the time. I've baked everything that's ever been baked before I've made it. I start like the beginning of quarantine, I made that's basically all I've done is like read books and bake. I've made um, challah bread. I've made the most beautiful focaccia bread the world has ever seen. Um, I baked cookies, cupcakes, cakes. I baked a cake that was um, that said I hate it here on there. That's all I've been saying, because I do hate it here. Um, I baked these amazing cookie sandwiches that are chocolate to cookies with um, buttercream frosting in the middle. And my friend said it was the best thing I've ever made ever. And that's like that's a very high thing to like high accolade to give me because I bake so much. Um, and then I made muffins. I made banana bread that was really mushy in the middle, but it's okay because we're all a little bit mushy in the middle. Um, let's see. what else? Oh, well, I got a cat. So me and my my cat, Remy, have been getting to know each other. She naps all day. um but she's such a helpful hand in the kitchen eating all the food that I bake. Um. That's kind of it. I've been taking really long walks because it's really it's it's hard in a city to be quarantined because you really have to like be careful with how close you're getting to people. So I'll take walks like far away from not far away from the city but far away from like the center of the city. So the other day, my friend and I walked to FDR Park, which is like the southernmost tip of Philly, and we walked a half marathon just to, like take up time in our day. Um, and so I've been walking, baking, and Also binge watching old TV shows. So I watched all of Drake and Josh. Um, I watched, I'm rewatching Seventh Heaven, which is my all time favorite show. I watched The O.C. again. Um, I watched Normal People. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it if you haven't. It's on Hulu. It's so good. So yeah, that's what I've done.
0: Emily has has always been my go-to person for TV show recommendations and I do have to vouch for her baking skills. I've had some of her food before, but all the stuff she's been making during quarantine have me so jealous that I'm not in Philadelphia eating it too. Um, So I definitely, once this is all over, I'm going to go to Philadelphia, I'm going to eat some of her food. Um, With that, um, the last kind of question I have for you is what does the future look like for Emily Smith? What What are your goals personally and professionally? What do you have in store for us? What's coming up for you in the next couple weeks, months, years? Kind of what's up with Emily?
1: Let's see. Um, I just want to get out of quarantine. I actually kind of I, like I say, I don't like it, but it's like kind of fine. Like I don't really need to leave the house that much anyway, but I'd like to go out and like hang out with my friends. It's one thing I'm like really missing. So I look forward to like going back to normal life whenever that comes back. Um, and like really diving into helping at the gym because it's gonna be a weird space, like reopening because the gym is one of the last places it's gonna open after quarantine. Um, and then I kind of want to spend the next couple weeks, not weeks, but I guess like months ahead traveling. I've been planning because I wanted to go back to Australia, and I was gonna do that at the beginning of this year, and then tie I was really big, so I couldn't. Um, but I kind of want to just like take time and travel a little bit. and then, I think I want to see, like, I'm, I want to shift my business more so into wholesaling where I'm just like, like I'm doing for South Moon Under. So, like, doing bigger orders but fewer um, for stores rather than individual customers because that is just makes more sense for my time. So, I kind of want to reach out to businesses after this blows over and see if I can do more of a wholesaling experience and then. I do want to go I think into the fashion industry to work for a company just because I want to like meet new people and get out of my house cuz I work at home um and so kind of looking to like opportunities that are available in the city
0: so yeah Well, I know I don't speak for just myself, but everybody that's listening that we wish you all the best with all of that. I'm really excited to see kind of where Emily tie dies and you being a fitness instructor and kind of how all of that shapes out, especially after quarantine. I'm really excited to see where you go. Um, And that's kind of the end of the interview section. To end it all off and to wrap things up, we're gonna do a quick rapid fire question if you're up for that. So you would pick between two options, this or that really quickly. You can kind of say why you're picking it, um, but just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better before we close things out. So are you up for it? Are you ready?
1: Sounds good, I'm ready.
0: Okay, first question is dog or cat?
1: Okay, so this isn't fair because I have a cat now and she's right next to me. So I, I'm afraid if I say dog, she'll be upset, but I really am a dog person, but I have my cat. So like in the moment, right this second, I have to pick the cat because she's next to me.
0: I picked that one on purpose. Cause I knew that would be a little bit difficult for you. you no,
1: know, I got really stressed. She's sleeping. So she, I mean, she's definitely listening though. And she's offended.
0: All right, next question, Netflix or Hulu. Okay,
1: another tough one, because I've been a Netflix diehard person forever, but now Hulu has just like way better options. So I think I'm Hulu right now. I agree. At the moment.
0: I think Hulu, I've, that's what I've been spending all my time on. However, Outer Banks on Netflix and All American on Netflix have kept me keeping my Netflix subscription. So I'm a little bit in between both as well.
1: I know, it's a tough one. It
0: really um, is- Next is cardio
1: or weights? Weights. That's so easy.
0: I gave you an easy one because I knew the other ones were hard um next is counting macros or indulging a sweet tooth
1: so 99% of the time counting macros but like if I had to choose for like forever I would count macros but I love sweet tooth so like like I have a cake in my fridge that has cookie dough and frosting on it so that's really hard um sweet tooth Three-two. okay Um,
0: Instagram or Twitter
1: Twitter oh my god I would die for Twitter no
0: way I would pick it give my
1: life for Twitter Twitter especially in times of like major crises like right now is so good Instagram just makes me sad because I can't go anywhere Twitter like keep I can scroll through Twitter for the rest of my life
0: <laughs> so interesting I don't even think I have a Twitter account anymore it hasn't been active in years but maybe I'll get on it again I guess you have to um, beach or mountains Uh,
1: beach in my head. I like the mountains better, but I hate the
0: cold. So I feel like as a Jersey girl, sometimes you feel like you have to say beach, even if sometimes you do like the mountains, but, um, yeah, I would say beach as well. Uh, coffee or tea?
1: Coffee. Oh my God. Like directly into my veins, cold brew every morning, directly into my veins. Every single day through quarantine, I've gone to this place called small oven down the street from me. And I love it. I bought a shirt from there. It says no pastry, no party. Um, and so it, and then I got a sticker that said all my friends are bread. It's my favorite place on the whole planet. When you come here, we have to go. It's so good. And I get coffee from there every single day.
0: Oh, we will have to check it out. That sounds really good. I'm definitely more coffee too. I don't really drink tea ever. I've never gotten in that trend of like having a tea before you go to bed and it like calms you down. I feel like I need the coffee to like amp me up.
1: Yeah, I used to, well, one time in Australia, I was like, oh, I'll get really into tea because they do that here. And I drank um, a cup of tea and ate an entire box of cookies, and I was like, I don't think that was the point. But <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: Um. Okay, we have a couple more. Um, Apple Music or Spotify?
1: Spotify. I don't even know if I have ever used Apple Music in my life.
0: That's fair. I have Apple Music. Luckily for all of our listeners, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you can subscribe on either. So simple little plug, but I had to do it. Uh, Early riser or night owl?
1: Early riser. I I go to bed at eight o'clock.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get you out. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and finally, the last question, kind of in theme with the happiest hour, red wine or white wine?
1: I always choose red, but I think I like white. Like I actually I don't know. That's really tough. I I can't drink rose anymore because um I embarrassed myself on rose too many times. Um, and so I like the taste of red, but then I get like red lips from it. And on my birthday, it was like such a mess. And I looked like I had just like, like I was a child who got into my mom's makeup cabinet. Um, and I like white cause it's chilled most of the time. Right.
0: Yeah. I would have to say white. Hearted. too. But I think rosé is one of those things, and that's why I purposely don't put it in the question because I feel like a lot of people prefer rosé, but rosé can be dangerous sometimes too. So it really can. And
1: I've been thinking about this a lot, and I I would like to ask you if you think this is worth doing. When mm-hmm. I was in Australia, I went on a wine a winery tour, and the first stop. I had the most amazing dessert wine in my entire life. And yes, dessert wine is like 99% sugar, but it was so good. And I was like, I won't buy it because what if there's like better wine on the tour? And there wasn't. And um, so they don't ship to America, but I'm debating buying it. It's like a $50 Australian wine, so like 37 US. And I would ship it to my friend and then she would ship it to America for me.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm coming over to try it. That's first of all, that's like not too expensive for wine. Dessert wine is the best. So I definitely think you should do it. I think you should wait until I come to Philadelphia and then we can open it together because that sounds ideal. Um, I like to pretend like I know a lot about wine. I spent like one weekend in Napa Valley last summer and now I feel like I'm like a connoisseur, you know, but um, so I'm excited to try new wine, though. And I I definitely feel like I want to get more into knowing more about wine. So I think we should definitely open that bottle once it gets to you.
1: Should we do that for the rest of quarantine become like, oh my God, wait, I bought my friend Courtney a book that said that was a scratch and sniff wine book. If I find another one, I'll send it to you. It was from Target. And it was like, like a children's book, but it was for adults. And it was about wine. And it was a scratch and sniff wine book. It was so cute.
0: Oh, I would love that. I like pretend to know a lot about wine. Like, when nothing. My, dad will, my dad will get like Chinese food delivered or something. And then my mom is like, oh, let's go get a bottle of wine and then sends me and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't want to mess this up. Is it supposed to be red or white? Like which one which one goes with what? So I'm trying to like slowly learn and build up my repertoire of what wines pair well with what food. So I think me and you can uh, take that on as a project during quarantine.
1: We can try our bus and then we'll like go out and pretend that we know things.
0: Oh, absolutely. I want to be one, that woman one day where I go to, you know, one of those wineries and try wine. But I already know everything about it. That's, that would be a great way to retire, I think. I think so too Um, Excited for our future. Oh, I'm so excited for our future. We have a lot more really fun, exciting things ahead for sure. Um, and that kind of ends our podcast episode for the day, Emily, thank you so much for coming. Do you want to let all the listeners know kind of where they can find you, what you have coming up, anything you want to plug your social media accounts, you can do that now.
1: Yeah, I have so many. Um, so Emily Smith 15 is my Personal, It's so boring. I just post pictures of my cats. I was going to say cats, but there's only one. Um, And then Emily lifts weights. That's my one that I started because I wanted to see what my weightlifting looked like and I didn't have any storage on my phone. And then Emily ties. You kind of get the theme. It's just like Emily and then does something. Um, And then once quarantine's over, come visit me at Open Box Athletics. I'm there all the time. It's in South Philly and i'm still working during quarantine so if you need tie-dye things let me know i'm here for you um just dm me or email me
0: and that's it well awesome thank you so so much emily um to everybody listening make sure you go hit up all of her accounts go check her out she has some amazing stuff i am a really happy customer um from buying from emily tie-dye so i definitely recommend it um, but with that, thank you guys all so much again for all the love and support we've gotten for the podcast so far. Um, please do make sure to subscribe to um, my podcast on either Apple music or Spotify. It really does support the podcast and I'm super excited to put out more content for you guys. And with that, um, this is Caitlin, um and the happiest hour. Cheers for now.